Hello and welcome to StratiChat, where you can listen to real stories about real people and all things Strata. Our goal is to help you understand Strata and inspire you to create your own thriving Strata community. So good morning all and welcome to Strata Chat. Today I'm speaking with Mark Atkinson from Atkinson Legal. How are you, Mark? Oh, very well, Liz. It's an absolutely beautiful day here on a sunny Monday morning and uh, delighted to be with you talking about all things Strata. Beautiful. So, Mark, you've actually been in the Strata industry for quite a while, haven't no, you? No, just a, just a little while, Liz. I'm, I'm a newcomer. I've only been doing Strata since 1995, so that makes mm, roughly 26 years now. You must have been a little young child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too kind, Liz, too kind. So give me a bit of uh, background on yourself, Mark. I know that you were the, the old Stewa president for many years back then, which yeah. is now uh, SCALA. Strata I'm, I'm, I'm not old, uh, but uh, I was previously uh, Stewa president and uh, director of SCA Limited, uh, uh, previously NCTI for those of you who are of my generation and, and can remember those days. And uh, I was delighted to be part of the transition from that sort of fragmented state-based association focus through to a more national focus. Beautiful. And you're a legal professional. Yep. So in my uh, in my day job, when I'm not volunteering on strata reform or SCA matters, I do have a business, Atkinson Legal. I've been the sole legal director of that business since 2004 and uh, have been specialising in strata titles pretty much exclusively since before then, since about 2000. I was a partner in a, uh, in a different law firm. And despite the length of time I've been doing it, I have to say I still love it. Absolutely love working in strata law. So what sort of day-to-day issues or week issues do you actually come across and assist people with? Well, look, we hatch, match and dispatch. So we assist developers with the creation of new strata schemes and the, the, the contracts that are necessary for the sales of lots. We also then help people when they get into trouble, really, uh, bought, having bought into a scheme and we manage uh, their disputes. And then also increasingly, we're looking at dispatching strata schemes, terminating strata schemes. Big role. I love it. Well done. I love it. Awesome. Interesting. So today we're going to be speaking about, so you're looking to buy a strata property. Is that right? Yeah. So look, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about the benefits, the upsides of living in strata. Unfortunately, from time to time, strata does get a bad rap. I think that's still a word. And uh, I really want to talk today, this morning, about the benefits of, um, or some of the benefits of um, buying and living in a strata. Great. So buying into a strata property, what type of strata properties are there? Isn't there just one type? You know, isn't it, aren't we just buying into a property? Well, Liz, that's not the case anymore. I'm happy to say that uh, after many, many years of advocacy, uh, WA government has reformed strata in Western Australia in recent years, so that there's now a much greater range of properties that owners can buy into. For some time, there's been um, a strata title that you can buy into, which was typically used for multi-storey buildings. And also there's been an option of buying into a survey strata scheme, typically used for detached housing, but all on the one parcel. But in recent times, the WA government has introduced uh, new forms of strata. There's leasehold strata, uh, which we hope to see around rail lines, et cetera, as developments get going on Metronet. And there's also, uh, most excitingly, the option now of buying into community title schemes, which are um, something that's been around in other states for a long time, but only just been introduced into Western Australia 
uh, from July 1 this year. So how would anyone looking to buy into a property know that these all differ and in what way would they differ in a brief, simplistic summary? Look, it can be hard to it can be hard to tell um, just looking at the ad uh, that you might be looking up on uh, on a website. But really, what what you need to consider is what sort of property you want to buy in. Do you want to buy into a detached housing where you have no common walls with any of your neighbours? Usually, or commonly, that would be a survey strata scheme. Are you willing to live in a two or three storey walk-up strata scheme without a lift? And there are many of those properties around Perth. Are you happy, or do you think you'd be happy living in a taller building with a lift, usually more amenities, pools, gyms and the like in the larger schemes? And over the next few years, we expect to see the option, as I say, of living in leasehold strata where you might acquire a leasehold title for somewhere between 20 and 99 years or even a community title scheme where you get access to a much greater range of facilities all on the one parcel and in a much larger uh, development typically. Wow, so we're talking five different types? Yeah, look, I think there's something for everyone. I think it's no longer the case that Perth is confined to detached housing on standalone green title blocks, and I say that's a good thing. With respect to those who've done a very good job of delivering that form of housing over many years, it has led to Perth sprawling 150 kilometres plus from north to south and has led to the destruction of large parts of uh, bushland. I got into Strata because I wanted to help improve housing and help improve environmental performance of housing. That's why I do it. And from my perspective, Strata can help environmental performance of housing stock uh, in Western Australia. As you say, like, so with Strata, it usually comes with quite a bit of amenity that you might would not always realise for the value or the price of your expenditure in other areas. And then in, in that case too, you've got different what we call lot boundaries, so what you own solely and what you own jointly yeah. with that Strata company Once, once you've <clears throat> sort of really decided what sort of property you might be happy to live in and want to live in, you really need, then need to drill down to get more details. So in terms of the level of information that you can obtain, there are really three different levels. Uh, the first level is simply the information provided by the real estate agent uh, in the online listing and then the package of information that the real estate agent will typically send to prospective buyers. That's one level. And people do occasionally buy uh, based simply on that level of uh, information. And what, typically sorry. in a rising market where they're keen to secure a property. Mm. And what typically comes in, so what would you expect to see in that package from the real estate agent? What sort of just, you know, strata plan? Yeah, at, at, some, at some point the real estate agent, if they believe that uh, you, you might be serious about buying, will send you a pro forma in Western Australia anyway, will send you a pro forma uh, offer and acceptance, which should have as part of it um, special conditions, uh, disclosure documents required by the Act that governs Australia and Western Australia, that could either be Australia Titles Act or Community Titles Act, and also what's called the joint form of general conditions. Uh, that's the coloured bound document that is used for most uh, residential sales in Western Australia. Now, 
it is fair to say that package of information can be large. So in large, <laughs> in large data schemes, it can occupy, particularly selling off the plan, when the building hasn't been built yet, it can be large. It can be a lever arch file for community titles lots. It can be multiple lever arch files because of the extent of disclosure required and complexity involved. However, I would encourage all your listeners to carefully read through all of that information that's provided to to ensure that you understand it before deciding to make an offer and the conditions on which you might make an offer. There's a wealth of information available in those disclosure documents and in the contract documents, and you really need to understand them to, to understand what's involved in buying into a strata or community title. It's critical, isn't it, that our people do understand that it's crucial to read through those documents. Unfortunately, too many people get caught up in the emotion of buying a new property. It is an exciting time. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, look, no. it is absolutely exciting. And you see the property you've been looking for and it's it perfect. Good, and it suits you. It can't feels wait to good. Get in. It's a nice locale and the agent is really nice. And, the and what can go wrong? And what can go wrong? Nothing much can go wrong, frankly, if you go. And let's into, sign. Let's sign on the dotted line before the other thirty people put in the offer. If, is that if right? If you go into it with your eyes open, I've bought a property quickly in the past, <laughs> but I've never bought a property, uh, Liz, without actually reading the contract first, including the disclosure documents. So, look, if there's only one takeaway from this podcast to uh, your listeners, please read the contract and disclosure documents and understand them uh, before you decide to make an offer. Too true, too true. And the reason being is obviously there can be bylaws in there that may actually impact on your lifestyle that you would all, not necessarily... All sorts of things, all sorts of things can be in there. It'll tell you about the starting strata levies. It'll tell you about the, the rules, the, the bylaws that govern what you can and can't do in that scheme. It will now often tell you about the power supply or gas supply arrangements solar systems that might be installed, all that sort of stuff that's important for, for you to understand before you decide to, uh, to make an offer to buy. Can I just say there's another level of uh, information that buyers can obtain, and I've done this, and perhaps only strata lawyers would do this. Before you make a binding offer, ask the real estate agent to authorise you to go and inspect the strata company records. Strata company is just the fictional collection of owners in the scheme. Most of the larger schemes will have a strata manager who holds certain records. Strata manager acts for those owners, managing and holding those records and will allow for inspection. If you do that inspection and you see red flags all over the place about there being disputes continuously in the scheme, large legal fees, defects in the scheme, all that sort of stuff that would mean that uh, you you shouldn't buy into that scheme then uh, without the only, without further without further investigation then the only way to to do that as i say is to ask the real estate agent to authorize you to go and inspect the strata company records i've done it staff in my office who are lawyers have done it as well but real estate agents we speak to have said that uh, it's very rare yeah it is it is it is extremely rare but I'm with you, inspect the records, uh, get a little bit of an understanding of what really does occur on the property. The AGM minutes don't always reflect what actually has occurred on site um, and what is actually going to be occurring in the future. Um, yeah. No, indeed. And look, um, you could do that before you make an offer or you could subject do that, to. you could make an offer subject to a, an inspection satisfactory to you or the strata company. 
which records. is which is no different if you're buying into a green title. You have quite a few subject to. That's right. So, yeah. so you, you want you want to investigate. Step it out. You want to yeah. investigate all the things that might govern your property in a green title. There might be easements. There might be road widening proposals. All those things can also exist in strata and community titles. Plus, as well, the bylaws that govern what you can do, etc. So, and I suppose we should be clear here. Look, it, it's not an easy learning curve when you start to look at it on face value. However, it is a worthwhile learning curve because once you sort of understand what to look for when purchasing a property, it will serve you well. Yeah, in the future. and you know that the best owners are the ones who've come into the properties with their eyes open and who understand whether they're going to be an investor or owner-occupier. They understand what they've bought into and they understand what you can do, what you can't do as a manager and what their role is as an owner in a scheme. Great. Wonderful. That's been all. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I don't think so. I think that just about wraps it up. Thanks, okay. Liz. Well, our next episode, we're going to be speaking about once in, now what? Once you're in a strata scheme, now what, what happens next? So Looking forward, look forward to, doing to it chatting all again. to you then, Mark. Okay, thank you, everyone, and thank you for listening to Strata Chat.